0: CHAPTER THIRTY-ONE OF CLINICAL MEDICINE FOR NURSES BY PAUL H. RINGER, ABMD. THIS LibriVox RECORDING IS IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. READING BY MATT Perard. CHAPTER THIRTY-ONE. THE BLOOD. THE BLOOD is the nutritive medium of the body, distributes food and oxygen to all the tissues, and takes from them waste products to be delivered to the organs of elimination. It comprises about one-thirteenth of the body weight. The blood is composed of a liquid portion, blood plasma, in which are floating the cellular elements or corpuscles of the blood. 1. Red blood cells, erythrocytes. 2. White blood cells, leukocytes. 3. Blood platelets. Plasma. Normally, when free from corpuscles, Plasma in thin layers is clear and colorless. When seen in thicker layers, it has a faint yellow tinge. Blood, upon escaping from the blood vessels, usually clots. The clot, in its formation, shrinks and squeezes out a fluid, having a slightly yellow tinge. This is known as blood serum. It may be said that plasma is the liquid part of blood before clotting and serum the liquid part of the blood after clotting. In the blood serum are contained many of the substances that figure so largely in the different phases of immunity. These will be touched on in the chapter on immunity. Clotting One of the most remarkable properties of blood is its power to coagulate or clot immediately or very shortly after escaping from the vessel this power of clotting saves the life of each one of us countless times for were it not for the blood clot we would all die of hemorrhage from the most trivial injury there are indeed individuals known as hemophiliacs or bleeders whose blood clots very slowly if at all and who frequently bleed to death from some very trifling cut or operation the essential part of the blood clot is the fibrin fibrin is an insoluble proteid which is absent from normal blood in blood that has been shed and under certain conditions in blood while still in the blood vessels this fibrin is precipitated if the word may be used in the form of an exceedingly fine network of delicate threads which permeates the whole mass of blood and gives the clot its jelly-like character the shrinking of the threads causes the subsequent contraction of the clot if the blood has not been shaken in the act of clotting almost all the red corpuscles are caught in the fine fibrin meshwork and as the clot shrinks these corpuscles are held more firmly only the clear liquid of the blood being squeezed out so that it is possible to get specimens of serum containing few or no red corpuscles the leukocytes on the contrary although they are also caught at first in the forming meshwork of fibrin may readily pass out into the serum in the later stages of clotting on account of their power of amoeboid movement see chapter on immunity If the blood has been agitated during the process of clotting, the delicate network will be broken in places, and the serum will be more or less bloody. That is, it will contain numerous red corpuscles. If, during the time of clotting, the blood is vigorously whipped with a bundle of fine rods, all the fibrin will be deposited as a stringy mass upon the whip and the remaining liquid part will consist of serum plus the blood corpuscles blood which has been whipped in this way is known as defibrinated blood it resembles normal blood in appearance but is different in its composition it cannot clot again Unquote. an american textbook of physiology the cellular elements of the blood 1 red cells, or erythrocytes. These are small, biconcave discs, practically round when normal, and having in the fresh state a yellowish color when looked at under the microscope. They are very numerous, there being in men about 5 million to the cubic millimeter, and in women about 4,500,000. A normal red cell is never nucleated. In anemia, from any cause, the red cells are reduced in number and changed in character. To what extent depends upon the severity of the anemia. The lowest red blood count on record is 143,000 per cubic millimeter. The following changes may take place in red cells as a result of severe anemia. A. Great pallor due to deficient amount of hemoglobin b poikilocytosis or irregularity in outline nucleation normoblasts due to the throwing into the circulation by the bone marrow of young immature forms in order to supply the crying need for blood cells d appearance of large nucleated red cells megaloblasts representing still more immature forms thrown out when the body's need for new cells is most urgent e stippling of red cells a form of degeneration two white cells or leukocytes these cells are far less numerous than the red cells a normal leukocyte count showing from four thousand to seven thousand per cubic millimeter There are several varieties of leukocytes. The following table gives the main varieties and the approximate percentage in normal blood. Polymorphonuclear, neutrophile, 65%, small lymphocyte, 20%, large lymphocyte, 10%, eosinophile, 3%, basophile, mast cell, 2%, total 100. The leukocytes, as mentioned above, are capable of motion by means of their power of amoeboid movement, and are very active as scavengers of the body and as taking a prominent part in the fight against infection. This function is referred to in the chapter on immunity. Leukocytosis. By leukocytosis is meant an increase in the number of leukocytes in the blood. Practically all leukocytosis is pathological i e is called forth by the presence of an enemy in the form of some infection. The exception to this rule lies in those blood diseases known as the leukemias, where owing to an abnormality of the blood-forming organs, especially the spleen, a vast number of immature leukocytes are flung into the circulation. Leukocytosis occurs in all infections and infectious diseases except 1 typhoid fever 2 uncomplicated tuberculosis 3 malaria 4 influenza 5 measles 6 mumps 7 leprosy the usual count when a moderate leukocytosis exists is from 15000 to 30000 Occasionally, the count will be as high as 50,000 or 75,000. In the leukemias, the white cells may number 500,000 to the cubic millimeter, and even more. The presence or absence of leukocytosis is often of great value in diagnosis, and the nurse should appreciate its importance and learn to understand its significance in conditions where the count is frequently made the following rules may prove obeyed. 1. If the infection is severe and the patient's resistance good, leukocytosis is early, marked, and persistent. 2. If infection and resistance are both less marked but fairly well proportioned, one to the other, leukocytosis still occurs but comes later, is less in degree, and ceases more quickly. 3. If the infection is one of unusual virulence, as in the so-called fulminating cases of sepsis, diphtheria, or pneumonia, no leucocytosis occurs. 4. Occasionally, when the infection is unusually mild and the resistance unusually good, there may be little or no leucocytosis. Hemoglobin. The hemoglobin is the coloring matter of the red cells, and is the substance to which the blood owes its red color. A chemical change in the hemoglobin, in combination with each red cell, is responsible for the fact that arterial blood is bright red, and venous blood a deep crimson. See chapter on the circulation. Hemoglobin estimations are very frequently made, the test being the most simple of any applied to the blood normal hemoglobin content ranges from ninety percent to one hundred and ten percent on the scale with which the blood under examination is compared and in all probability treatment would rarely be instituted with a normal red cell count and hemoglobin eighty percent or over hemoglobin varies pathologically in three ways One proportionately to the loss in red cells, i.e., with a red cell count of 3,750,000 25% less than normal, a hemoglobin reading of approximately 75%, two, relatively high as compared with the number of red cells. This condition occurs in all anemias of the pernicious type, e.g., a red cell count of 2 million, a loss of almost 60% of red cells, and a hemoglobin reading of approximately 55%. In order to be in proportion to the red cell loss, the hemoglobin reading should be in the neighborhood of 40%. 3. Actually low and relatively low as compared to the number of red cells. This relationship occurs particularly in chlorosis, that anemia of young girls that seems to consist almost entirely in a hemoglobin deficiency, e.g. red cell count, 4 million, hemoglobin 35%. In addition to estimating the percentage of hemoglobin and the number of red and white cells, a differential white cell count is often done in order to determine whether there is any change in the percentage of the various types of leukocytes, as such changes are often of aid in diagnosis. No attempt will be made to dwell upon results obtained from differential white cell counts, as the nurse is in no wise concerned with them. End of chapter 31